welcome to the Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Welcome to Zig Ziggler's Inspire Podcast. This is your host, Blake Lindsay, hoping you're having a terrific day. Today, you are going to hear a message from Mr. Ziggler that was done both in the studio and part of it before a live audience. Zig's message is very powerful about how the pop culture, music, and technology have a profound effect on children and how to guard your child from harmful influences. I know we'll enjoy it. Let's listen to Mr. Ziggler together and I'll be back in a few minutes. I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. One of the things that's changed rather radically in the last 12 to 14 years has been the fact that we are providing our children with all of the tools and toys to play with and occupy their time. Television, video games, cell phones, 101 other things. And as a direct result of that, or certainly as a factor in it, our children do not know how to play on their own. You see a bunch of kids sitting around in any home, and I ask this question very frequently to audiences, look, I'm going to start saying something and you finish it. These kids sitting around, and one of them says, I'm, and the audience instinctively finished it by saying, bored. Then I will say, there's, and they will say, nothing to do. The reason they say that is they have forgotten how to play because we have labored under the mistaken illusion that we've got to entertain them all the time. This destroys their creativity, and this is something we need to examine very carefully. Also, one of the things that has changed rather radically is our value system is dramatically different. The word tolerance has now entered the vocabulary big time. You've got to be tolerant of everything. I got a hot letter from an individual once, and he was criticizing me for my lack of tolerance. He said, after all, tolerance is a Christian value. I said, I don't know in response where you got that idea. Certainly, Christ himself was not tolerant of the money changers, the scribes, and the Pharisees. He threw them out of the temple. And how far do you take tolerance? Do you tolerate wife abuse? How about child abuse? You see, you don't tolerate those things. I've asked audiences all over the country as they talk about these things that, well, you know, everything is relative. And I'll ask them, how many of you business people would hire an accountant or secretary or treasurer who admitted that he or she was only relatively honest? 
I got to tell you, when I come home from an out-of-town trip, my wife never asked me if I'd been relatively faithful. Uh, No, there are some things that are absolutely right and some things that are wrong. We need to teach our children those things. And to this, I might simply add that two-thirds of a child's working vocabulary has already been acquired by age three, and 80% of their character by age five, and 90% of their personality by age seven. So when you let the television do the education and training in vocabulary, where they tolerate just about anything and everything, we find in our society today some serious problems because of tolerance. In 1940, the top offenses in public schools were as follows. Running in hallways, chewing gum, wearing improper clothing, which included leaving your shirt tail out, making noise, and not putting paper in the wastebasket. Those were the top offenses in our public school in 1940. Is it tougher to raise kids today than it was years ago? I'll let you be the judge. In the public schools, not in order of occurrence, but here they are. Robbery, assault, personal theft, burglary, drug abuse, arson, bombings, alcohol abuse, carrying weapons, absenteeism, vandalism, murder, and extortion. Twelve of these are felonies. You see, I would be unrealistic if I were to say to you that what my mother did was no more difficult than what you're doing today because that simply is not true. We have more opportunities, but we also have more challenges. I agree with James Baldwin when he said that confronting a problem doesn't always bring the solution, but until you confront it, there can be no solution. Now, major problems in our society today include television, some of the music, drugs, and pornography. As a matter of fact, the average high school graduate in America today has watched over 15,000 hours of television and has listened to over 11,000 hours of music. Now, as a practical matter, those figures are way out of balance and prevent or at least stunt our children's physical, mental, and spiritual growth. Much of the input through television and music our kids are listening to today is absolutely absurd. And remember, our input definitely does influence our output. So, what's the solution? Let me encourage you on one thing, to take your son or daughter to the local music store and get a copy of the top 20 songs currently being played in rock, punk rock, and country and western. I challenge you to read with your child the lyrics and then chat with your child about the possible impact this has in their minds. These songs, parents, literally advocate everything from premarital and extramarital sex sadomasochism, and even suicide. Now, don't take my word for it. Go and find out for yourself. As you read the lyrics, ask yourself the question, is this going to help my child or is this going to hurt my child? Now, I encourage you, however, not to dogmatically prohibit your child from listening. Take that trip to the music store, reason with them, talk with them, But parents, in the final analysis, I remind you that it is your responsibility, and yes, you do have enormous influence in your child's life and what goes into your child's mind. 
Music today is one of the most intriguing factors in our society. Let me give you a couple of thoughts. First of all, in 1702, Andrew Fletcher, a great Scottish patriot, made this observation. He said, you write the laws, let me write the music, and I will rule your world. That's pretty strong stuff. Can you imagine what the music was like in 1702 compared to what it is like very frequently today? Music has a tremendous impact on people. When you hear the music, the kids can repeat it over and over and over. You could not convince me in 17,000 years that when you listen to some of this music which advocates raping a woman, abusing a person, killing somebody, snuffing them out, that that does not eventually have an impact on that person's thinking. It's the repetition that is the dangerous thing there. When you put the right thing in your mind, and now a lot of people say, well, you know, I'm not affected by all that stuff. Let me ask you a question. Did you ever go to a movie and laugh? Well, of course. Did you ever go to a movie and cry? Why, certainly. Let me ask you, do you really believe it's because they put something in the seats? Or was it because they put something in your mind? You see, when you put things in your mind, that's the beginning place of everything, both good and bad. Now, if you want bad results, you listen to a Britney Spears or somebody of that ilk. If you want good things to happen to you, you listen to the good, the clean, the pure, the powerful, and the positive. Pornography, bad music, those video games, the constant bombardment of violence, these have a very, very definite impact on our lives. The language they use, and here's another thing that a lot of people don't understand. For years, I had a theory that before there's physical violence, there's verbal violence. And because I validate things psychologically, theologically, and physiologically before I verbalize them, write them, or record them, I call the Menrith Clinic again. And I ask Frank Menrith the question that I just posed, does verbal violence lead to physical violence? And he said, well, Zig, let me get you to talk with Dr. Carter. I believe you know him. He deals with in-home violence all the time. So I called Dr. Carter, and as we chatted, he told me, and he put it in writing and mailed it to me. He said, in 100% of the cases, no exception, uh, before there is physical violence, there is that verbal violence. All of us have on occasion said, don't get me started to talking about that, because the more I talk about it, the madder I get. And when that violent language starts, you can pretty well count on it. It will eventually be followed by the physical violence. We need to understand that words are important. As a matter of fact, Charles Osgood, the word merchant, had this to say. He said, compared to the spoken word, a picture is a pitiful thing indeed. The Bible says you shall not curse a deaf person. Why not? They can't hear. The damage, according to Dr. Carter, is done by the one who is using the language. If we, and this is going to be a radical statement, and I'll admit it before I make it, if we can eliminate violent, filthy, gutter language, we will solve 90% of the violence problems in America. But we see violent sports on TV. We hear violent language. 
This creates a violent, angry society. Watch your language is more than just a cute little sentence. It's a very significant one. Wasn't that thought-provoking? I think it stands to reason that it is equally important for us adults to guard what goes into our mind also. I am so glad you have chosen today to spend some quality time hearing good, clean, powerful, and positive words. That is a great start to any day. This is Blake Lindsay encouraging you to live your life to the fullest. Ziggler. Ziggler. Inspiring true performance. Hey, Ziggler Podcasters, this is Blake Lindsay, and I want to offer you a special bonus of some great Ziggler material in a downloadable format just like you're used to with the Ziggler Inspire podcast. Just go to Ziggler.com slash podcast bonus, and you'll find a free download, 60 minutes long of Zig's finest stories, and a free download of Zig's most inspirational quotes. This is our way of showing you some gratitude and saying thank you for listening to the Ziggler Inspire podcast. We appreciate you. Go to Ziggler.com slash podcast bonus.